Welcome to OVS Orbit, the podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode number 43. This episode is an interview with Bhargava Shastri. Bhargava is a PhD student in the Chair for Security and Telecommunications at Technical University Berlin. Bhargava develops tools that enable early detection and fixing of security vulnerabilities. This episode is particularly about the fuzzing tools that he has used to find bugs in Open vSwitch. On to the interview. This morning, I'm talking to Bhargava Shastri, who's a PhD student at uh, the Technical University of Berlin in Germany. He's a member of a, of a research group there that uh, uh, does uh, security and telecommunication. Um, and his research uh, focuses on applying static analysis uh, to uh, diagnose security vulnerabilities in open source software. So uh, my, my own relationship to Bhargava is that he's reported several security vulnerabilities in uh, open vSwitch. Um, but before we uh, dive into that uh, too much, uh, Bhargava, I, I want to give you a chance to say uh, some more things about yourself or your work or, or uh, where you are and, and so on, and, and maybe even how you got there. Uh, so do you want to jump into that a little? Sure. Uh, firstly, thanks, Ben, for having me on this podcast. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, so I am uh, basically a research uh, researcher, a PhD student at uh, the research group is called SECT in TU Berlin. Uh, the chair is Professor Seifert. Um, and uh, my work focuses on using uh, static program analysis and fuzzing, uh, like you said, to find uh, issues, uh, in particular security vulnerabilities. So um, that's been my research for the past few years. Um, I got into this field um, because uh, got interested in security after my master's thesis, which was somehow tangentially related to security. Yeah, so eventually I yeah, made my way to Berlin and I've been a PhD student here for the past four years. Sure, yeah, so uh, that's about it. So um, is there anything uh, in specific that you'd want me to... Uh, uh, talk a little more about. Uh, no, no, that's that's good. Let's uh, uh, let's dive in. So uh, you, you've been researching uh, security vulnerabilities. Um, so uh, what you've uh, mainly re- reported uh, to the uh, Open vSwitch security mailing list is related to fuzzing. Is fuzzing uh, your uh, your main subject of research? Actually, it's not. Um, so um, I uh, experiment with fuzzing frameworks and off late um, for the past six months have been uh, playing around with uh, popular fuzzing frameworks like AFL fuzz and lip fuzzer more recently. Um, so the idea is to somehow, um, uh, some of my uh, research also touches upon helping fuzzers find bugs faster. So things like uh, uh, using static analysis to uh, perhaps trigger further to go into certain paths um, and things like that. But uh, I do fuzzing as um, sort of a side interest, but that's not the main focus of uh, my research as such. Uh, the, main, um, the main theme behind my research is to somehow use static analysis to um, guide, uh, to find vulnerabilities and 
More recently, what I've been trying to do is using static analysis to direct fathers in such a way that uh, fathering uh, campaigns are more effective. But yeah, with with regard to my um, my work on Open vSwitch, uh, that's mostly related to two things. One is um, that I started fuzzing um, just to try things out, and it so happened that uh, one of my colleagues, who you might might have also been in touch with, his name is Kashyap, was um, researching um, STN-related things because that's his main research topic. And he happened to uh, point me in the direction of Open vSwitch. And since it's open source, and at that time I was uh, fuzzing open source code, I uh, thought of taking a peek. And that's how I started fuzzing Open vSwitch. Um, but then, um, yeah, and it, it turned out that fuzzing Open vSwitch uh, actually was quite effective from the beginning. Um, there were a few bugs that were reported, I think the most severe one being the buffer overflow in the MPLS packet processing uh, pipeline. Um, so ever since, uh, I've tried to essentially analyze the, the outcome of fuzzing campaigns and see um, how, how deep in the code can one probe when you're fuzzing. And eventually that's led to um, a research paper which uh, is uh, which which touches on how to essentially get more out of fuzzing campaigns by uh, possibly trying to use uh, fuzzer reported issues as templates to do some pattern matching on the entire code base. Because uh, what I found to be a bottleneck while fuzzing OpenVSwitch was that uh, there aren't sufficient security test cases. Uh, by which I mean things that you can throw at the fuzzer right away. So either one needs to invest time in writing these test cases manually, um, which doesn't scale, um, so or um, essentially use other means to find similar bugs. So uh, this led me to uh, an investigation on how to use static analysis in conjunction with fuzzing which is essentially what my uh, Wood paper is about. But yeah, I mean, that's, that basically summarizes uh, how I got into um, looking at uh, the security of OpenVSwitch. It started off as a sort of hobby side project, but then um, eventually interesting things came out of it. Great. So uh, it, it might be helpful. Uh, I, I suspect most of our listeners know what we're talking about, but it, it might be worthwhile uh, uh, backing up just a little for, for some of them and defining a few terms. So uh, what what do you consider fuzzing? What How do you define it yourself? Sure. Um, fuzzing is essentially throwing random inputs at a program and hoping that it breaks for some malformed input. So um, the key is we are not trying to generate a meaningful input. We're just trying to um, randomly mutate bits in the input sequence and hoping that for some uh, random sequence of, uh, of bytes in the input, the program misbehaves. So um, essentially, it's, 
it's a form of random program testing and it's been pretty popular at least in the in the security domain to perform uh, stress testing and pen testing of uh, um, security critical code in the hope of uh, finding and fixing vulnerabilities before a product is shipped so that's essentially what fast testing is right so uh um I, I guess the, the, the reason that, that fuzz testing is difficult and you might want to use static analysis is that um, just throwing random inputs at, at something uh, in the hopes of, of breaking things isn't always that effective if there's a, a, large, uh, um, a large universe of, of possible random inputs. Is that right? That's right. Um, so essentially, um, uh, well, there are pros and cons, of course. I mean... Uh, on, on the positive side, uh, the benefit of fuzzing is that when something goes wrong, you can um, you can pretty much uh, trace the program back to the state which caused something to go wrong. Essentially, you have very precise diagnostics, and usually the issues that you discover by fuzzing are real issues with a high high amount of certainty. On the other hand, with static analysis, uh, what usually happens is we approximate uh, the, the behavior of the program uh, to essentially make it tractable. And the problem with that is the output of static analysis usually needs to be manually validated, uh, by which I mean uh, usually false positives crop up. So things that are not real issues, but the analyzer believes to be real issues. So essentially it's a trade-off between uh, precision and uh, so uh, the other thing I, I forgot to mention is that, uh, like you said, fuzzing depends on a test case and test input. And naturally, if the input space of the program is quite large, then you you, prob, uh, you quite likely explore only a small subset of this input space. So because fuzz testing is input-driven, um, it is constrained by how much of the input space it can explore. On the other hand, uh, this shortcoming is not there for static analysis because, in principle, it, 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 it's program-centric, right? So it doesn't depend on test inputs. So um, in the boot paper, I basically try to, um, in some ways, bring together these two different techniques in the hope that the, um, the shortcomings of each of them somehow cancel out and you can get the best of both worlds. But you're right that uh, the main shortcoming of fuzzing is that you need uh, test input and this test input can be, uh, uh, the, the input space of this test input can be quite large. And because of that, uh, the assurance that you get that you've explored all possible um, samples in this input space may be lesser than what static analysis can give you. Sure. So I, I want to get to the Whoop paper, but I, I was hoping to uh, go back a little and, and talk about some of the uh, earlier work you did uh, fuzzing open vSwitch. Uh, I, I think the, the first contact I had from you w was when you reported uh, what, what became the uh, buffer overflow uh, vulnerability that, that turned into a, a fairly big uh, CVE for us. So uh, how did you how did you go about uh, finding that? Was there a static analysis step, or was it just a, a plain uh, plain fuzzing of uh, of some of the OpenVSwitch inputs? 
um, it was essentially uh, plain fuzzing. So what I did was um, I took AFL fuzz. So I had read up about uh, how to use AFL fuzz uh, against file format parsers. So usually uh, the ideal test case for AFL fuzz is an application that reads, uh, let's say, file input or standard uh, input from the standard standard in, and essentially um, uh, the puzzle mutates inputs until something bad, something goes wrong, right? So I was what I was looking for in the Open vSwitch code base was test cases that take file input, and it so happened at the time that uh, there were a handful of test cases which fit that criteria. So this was a manual heuristic. And then uh, one of them was uh, this test case, which was actually doing uh, flow extraction, which I believe is taking uh, a packet and trying to understand the structure of the packet, which entails some parsing uh, on the part of OpenVSwitch. So I decided to basically uh, put this particular test case to test or fuzz this particular test case. And uh, yeah, that's essentially how, uh, and within a few days, the fuzzer found uh, the overflow, buffer overflow, which eventually turned out to be uh, uh, a pretty serious risk. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I found this bug. I see. Uh, so, and, and then, uh, more recently, uh, you've, uh, sent by a number of, uh, of, of I, I don't know if I'd call them vulnerabilities, but, but definitely bugs, um, in, uh, other, other parts of open vSwitch. Have the, those been, uh, more, uh, static analysis based or is it, is it again, more of a e exploration of, of the entire space? Right. So, um, uh, it, static analysis static analysis hasn't been directly involved in um, finding these bugs. Um, they have primarily been found by fuzzing. So uh, even the recent bugs in the OpenFlow parser that I reported uh, was was uh, essentially teased out by using this parser called LipFuzz, um, which is slightly different than how AFL fuzz works. So there were a few things that needed to be done to um, make lip fuzzer work with OpenVSwitch, which is why uh, there is a, a time lag between when the OpenFlow parsing issues were reported compared to when um, the MPLS vulnerability was reported. So essentially, the, uh, the low-hanging fruit uh, Tracing back, uh, tracing back my steps was the the mini flow test case where uh, simple file input was was involved, and later on it progressed into uh, other parts of the code base that were possibly not directly dealing with files but were uh, dealing with potentially attacker controlled input. So I hope to uh, essentially write a static analysis plugin to tease out code paths that might be interesting to fuzz, but I'm not there yet. So that's um, one of the things to be done. Okay. I think that leads us uh, fairly directly into your uh, Woot paper. <clears throat> so I, I understand that's about uh, how to use um, static analysis to guide fuzzing. 
So do you want to uh, tell us about the, the, the basic idea behind the paper? Sure. So the basic idea behind the paper is that um, we, um, so usually we start off by uh, approximating the program. If you're using static analysis to find bugs, what we do is we try to build a, a model of the program and a model of the kinds of bugs that we want to find and basically throw the, the analyzer against the code base. And usually what happens is the model that we come up with is imprecise because um, certain things, uh, certain things like uh, the exact nature of uh, library functions used in the specific uh, code base might differ from other expectations. So it's a bit hard to anticipate well in advance what is um, what is an accurate model description for the code base being analyzed. So to basically compensate for this imprecision, the idea is to bootstrap this uh, sort of model building by taking a fuzzer and throwing the code at the fuzzer first uh, and hoping to find um, a few issues and then trying to use the static analyzer to essentially explore the issues reported by the fuzzer in the hope that we can find something that the fuzzer has already not found. Because as we previously discussed, uh, firstly, there's this limitation that the fuzzer explores a small um, subset of the input sample space. And uh, the other big issue with open uh, with open switch in particular was that um, there were code paths which, uh, which contain similar code snippets that uh, the fuzzer reported to be vulnerable, but weren't tested because uh, the test driver to do the fuzzing didn't exist. So, um, and that's uh, that was the motivation to use static analysis to essentially explore the defects found by the fuzzer um, at a high level. So uh, that's the basic idea. Uh, so first we throw the code at the fuzzer, find a few real issues, and then we try to form um, so-called uh, vulnerability templates, which essentially capture the essence of a bug report found by the fuzzer, and then do um, template matching using this vulnerability template with the hope that uh, the static analyzer gives us more bug reports that can then be um, sent to the developer or tester to be additionally validated. I, I think I see. So uh, it it's not a static analysis guided fuzzing so much as uh, using static analysis to to generate additional cases that also trigger the probably the same bugs. Is is that right? Right, right. So um, let's say um, um, we have uh, a bug which is caused by an out of bounds. Um, out-of-bounds uh, read of a UDP struct pointer somewhere in the code base. So um, naturally, I mean, if a human were to investigate a crash like this, uh, the first question would be, where else in the code base can this happen? Uh, has this already been executed by one of the test cases that the fuzzer has already generated? Has it not? And if it's not, is it potentially another uh, violation? 
uh, things like that. So this essentially formalizes this intuition in some ways um, and hopes to um, output reports which exhibit similar um, coding patterns. Okay. So when you recently sent me uh, some uh, some reports of bugs, I they they did include several test cases that all tended to trigger the same bug. Were those generated uh, through your uh, static analysis technique? No, those were generated by the fuzzer. Um, they were duplicates because um, uh, essentially. Um, um, so, uh, usually when we are working with the fuzzer, there's a crash deduplication step that uh, in, in which we try to um, reduce uh, inputs to uh, unique bugs, and this step was missing at the time when I sent you these reports, and that explains why there were dupli duplicates, but uh, otherwise they were fuzzer generated as such. Static, anal uh, static an analysis uh, cannot, I mean, uh, I'm not used static analysis to uh, find out um, test inputs. It's only to point in the direction of code which has um, similar behavior. Um, but yeah, all the test cases that I sent you were fuzzer generated. I see. So this reminds me of some work I saw a few years ago where uh, folks were using um, a SAT solver based uh, static analysis to uh, to basically uh, solve the, the the behavior of a program and and find test cases that uh, that that led to bugs. I I wonder if you've run into any of that work and if it it seems relevant uh, to to what you're doing. Um, th this came out of a, especially a Dawson Engler's a research group at Stanford, but there there was work from other folks as well. Right, right. Um, yeah. So um, Dawson Engler and other people eventually came up with this tool called CLI, and that's something that I've experimented with. So um, uh, like you said, uh, the idea is to essentially uh, use symbolic execution and um, SAT solvers, SMP solvers and stuff, and try to find um, inputs that maximize um, test coverage. But unfortunately, um, it doesn't work well in practice for a lot of um, real-world code bases. So um, I might be wrong in this, but the last time I tried to use Flea on OpenV switch, uh, there were some issues uh, like pthread support. I think Flea does not support uh, pthread emulation or something, and uh, I couldn't get Flea to give me a uh, uh, give me a test binary to run CLI on. So essentially, I couldn't um, compile OpenV switch with CLI, and um, I didn't investigate the problems uh, deeply. But um, I got the feeling that it's it it needed some engineering expertise to actually fix CLI to be uh, usable with OpenV switch. Oh, so in okay. principle, it it should be possible to to use. Uh, SMP solvers to essentially try to find interesting inputs, but I think it's uh, largely an engineering challenge to make it work in general for a lot of code bases. Okay, 
um, I, I I happened to be working in the next office when um, when when Dawson and his group was uh, was building that, and I, I think one of their first test cases was a, a printf implementation that I built. So they uh, they managed to uh, find a, a bunch of bugs in a printf implementation that I'd written many test cases for. So I was uh, I was pretty impressed by that. Right, right. It's it's really a very cool idea. I think uh, it's one of the uh, one of the few groundbreaking papers in soft, in the software testing domains. Uh, Clee, um, I suppose the main challenge is uh, to essentially uh, uh, productize it in some way. So um, perhaps I don't know. In the near future, we would it would be nice to have. Um, more usable Klee-like tools that foster um, more wider testing of uh, open source code and perhaps even closed source code. Uh, I really agree that it's a it's a very nice uh, very nice idea to use SMT solvers and it can find a lot of cool bugs as the paper has shown. Um, but like I said, I think it's mostly uh, some uh, some engineering work that can make it. Uh, that can basically bring it to production code today. Okay, so uh, tell us a, a little bit more about uh, where where you're going now. I think that Woot was back in August, so uh, you must have some uh, some new things that you're that you're working on. Do you want to tell us about uh, what's coming up next? Sure. Um, so one thing I am working on uh, with with regard to OpenVSwitch is essentially trying to um, trying to write test cases to tease out different uh, portions of the code better. And um, here, uh, so the, the main problem is it's, it's, uh, it's a very labor-intensive task to actually navigate the code base, trying to understand what is happening and where uh, tainted input is being processed and stuff. So I plan to write uh, at some point uh, an analyzer to make this work easier. So essentially, this analyzer would take um, some code as input and uh, give me pointers to where interesting input processing functions exist so that the, process, the, the task of writing a test case and then fuzzing it would be easier. So yeah, that's, that's one step I'm looking at uh, for the near future. Great. Uh, so we've uh, we've mentioned two of the fuzzers you've used, which are, I believe, AFL American Fuzzy Lop and uh, Lib Fuzzer. Um, th- those are, are are both ones that that already existed that uh, that you've been using. Is is that right? That's right. Uh, American Fuzzy Lop uh, was uh, written by Michael Zelewski. I think he's now at Google. And Lib Fuzzer also came out of a Google um, engineering group. Um, more recently, though, so AFL fuzz uh, has been around for more than ten years, and LibFuzzer is more recent. I would say in the in the past year or a, or two. Yeah. Okay, and then I think you've also uh, mentioned uh, to me a, a Google uh, fuzzing infrastructure. I think it might be called OSS Fuzz, um, which, which sounds like it, it, it's more like hosted fuzzing than a fuzzing library. Is that right? And can you say a little more about it? Sure. Yeah. OSS fuzz, um, uh, as far as my understanding goes, 
is uh, this, uh, yeah, fuzzing as a service offered by Google. So essentially, um, I think they're still accepting um, accepting code bases for testing. So what needs to be done is uh, that uh, from the point of view of a development team, you supply the test cases to be fuzzed and a build script that essentially builds this test case into a standalone test library, uh, test binary. And then um, once that is done, uh, as far as I know, it's uh, fairly automated, so it gets picked up by um, Google's testing infrastructure and fuzzed, and um, when issues are found, they're automatically flagged to um, the persons in the contact list. So it's pretty automated. Um, the thing I I know is that it um, the fuzzers, I think, um, basically wait on you to fix issues. So usually the workflow is that uh, you get a bug report, you fix it, and then you get the next bug report and so on and so forth. So it's sort of a continuous testing and fixing um, fixing loop that you get into once you put your code base into OSS fuzz. So uh, I think that uh, OVS, that, that you enrolled OVS in into this service, have you started receiving bug reports yet? I, I don't believe I've seen any myself. Um, no, actually I have not enrolled OSS, uh, Open vSwitch into OSS fuzz. Um, it needs some more work. Uh, uh, essentially, I need some uh, input from your side to be able to do that. So right now, the bug reports that I've been sending you are those generated by running uh, libfuzzer internally in our um, compute infrastructure here at SECT and Q-Berlin. Uh, but naturally, a logical step would be to push it to the uh, the Google infrastructure, um, because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all the infrastructure exists and it's uh, fairly uh, fairly well tuned on at at Google's end. They probably have a lot more CPUs than uh, than either of us do as well. Exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, probably that means that I, uh, I I missed or or fell to the bottom of my uh, my inbox when you asked me to to help with something. That's probably my fault. Uh, I I'm always busy. Uh, so um, is uh, is is there anything else that you'd uh, like to to talk about? Um, we've we've been uh, going on here for about half an hour. Um, and it, it's probably uh, about time to, to draw to a close. Uh, anything else you'd, you'd like to talk about? Sure, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to bring attention to one of the um, research papers that is coming out of our research group. Um, this is a paper uh, by Kashyap and others uh, that um, focuses on uh, an analysis of uh, the virtual switch data plane, and that's coming out um, soon. Next month, it will be presented at the Cloud Computing Security Workshop held by uh, ACM, which is the Association of Computing Machinery. Um, so I'd uh, invite viewers to check that out if you're interested in, um, in the security meets open vSwitch space. And where is that being held uh, this year? Um, as far as I know, it's being held in Dallas, Texas. Ah, this okay. Year. 
uh, so sometime in November. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for that pointer. I'm sure that a few of our uh, listeners will look it up. Um, so, uh, but before we go, I, I want to say uh, a thank you, not just for the bug reports, but uh, uh, for the uh, respectful and very patient way that you've uh, um, reported uh, all of them. Uh, I don't always get to things immediately, and when I have a, a one-week or, or sometimes a two-week delay, you've been uh, very very patient with me about that. Uh, uh, thank you for that. I've had a, a bit of a problem with uh, with one of the other projects that I work on um, uh, as sort of a, a hobby project where uh, folks have been uh, reporting security vulner vulnerabilities as CVEs, and they've been reporting them uh, to uh, to Red Hat and uh, to Suzy and uh, and so on, but they've never actually reported them to me as the software author, even um, even after they've reported them to everyone else. So I've only been finding out about things uh, indirectly. And uh, you guys have been the opposite. You've uh, um, always reported things directly to us and given us a chance to to handle them in advance. And uh, for that, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'd like to thank uh, you and other developers at OpenVSwitch as well for promptly fixing all the issues that were reported. Um, I'd like to say that um, uh, we found OpenVSwitch to actually take uh, uh, promptly fix fix bugs uh, in a timely fashion. So we we appreciate that. Great. Uh, well, um, let's see. Um, do you want to uh, mention how, how people uh, can, can contact you if they have comments or questions? Sure. Um, they can um, basically check out my homepage on GitHub or also uh, look at my page on our uh, research, uh, on our chair's webpage, which is ftsec.de. Um, our chair also tweets uh, on the Twitter handle ftsec. Yeah, and so essentially these are some pointers to get in touch with me or get to know what we are doing as a research group here in Tubalin. Great, and I'll, I'll be sure to add links to those to the show notes. All right, well, uh, uh, thank you, and uh, uh, I, think, uh, I think that concludes our episode. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. OBS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons Unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons Attribution Unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OBS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org, or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.